This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome. We're all still reeling from the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. A gunman who pledged Elisa's allegiance to ISIS killed 49 people at an Orlando gay bar. According to the latest information, as you heard in Bob's News, the shooter, Omar Mateen, was himself a regular at the Pulse Club. Other club goers say he'd been using gay chat apps asking men out on dates. He may have been conflicted about his own sexuality or he may have been scoping out his victims. Everyone now seems very invested in pinpointing his motivation. He declared allegiance to ISIS before and during the attack and previously proclaimed sympathy for other Muslim extremist groups. Still, a lineup of people from the President of the United States on down are trying to diminish the role of Islam, saying this has nothing to do with it. Some in the gay community doing the same thing, diminishing the role of Islam and emphasizing the homophobic aspect characterizing this as anti-LGBT violence and only anti-LGBT violence. Others, still others, including the terrorist's ex-wife, say he was mentally ill. Personally, I think none of these things are mutually exclusive. We want to hear from you. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740, fightback at zoomer.ca. In the meantime, to get some clarity on how and why the issue of assigning blame is critical, I'm on the line with Tarek Fatah, an author, broadcaster, and activist, and founder of the Muslim Canadian Congress. Tarek, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Well, what do you make of this? First of all, uh, what do you think is the importance of trying to pinpoint, was it this or that or the other thing? I think the motivation primarily comes from cowardice uh, because it allows uh, people, the mainstream white liberal community, to sound intellectually sound, uh, you know, very uh, rounded uh, and, um, you know, superior in their understanding of a problem uh, without having to confront it. So uh, let's put it this way. If during the Cold War, um, you know, the communists who did have fairly good strength in, say, Chicago or New York working class, they had blown up something. Uh, Imagine people saying, no, it was deranged or that the person had a, a serious psychological problem. It won't have been this. That generation, uh, I think the current generation is uh, probably has worked the least 
to inherit what has happened in the last 400 years. Uh, that's the result of the Enlightenment or uh, that's crystallized into liberal secular democracy. Everything has landed in their hands, not even the civil rights movement. They didn't even have to do anything to accomplish uh, uh, what we do, not the women's vote, not even gay rights, everything is there. So uh, my feeling is that uh, they're just turning away from taking responsibility. It's 15 years. Uh, I remember 9-11, the very next day, uh, right in front of City Hall, the same people who were there uh, night before last, not attacking um, bin Laden. Uh, I was quite involved in the anti-war movement. We said we could say no, no to Bush and no to bin Laden, and there was unanimity that they will just go after George Bush, not after bin Laden. And instead of uh, any resentment or anger towards those who had attacked us, Suddenly, I found, I'm, I'm talking of the week after 9-11, I, I found that people were considering me or my fellow Muslims to be the victim uh, somehow. And uh, they, I, I remember a, a very prominent Jewish couple who were looking for uh, Muslims to invite them uh, to their home, and they didn't know anyone, and I, they didn't know me, yet they did invite me. Uh, as if uh, sitting down with me or inviting me to their home, uh, suddenly they had assuaged all the guilt that they had. Uh, and there was nothing as if no, uh, no uh, jihadi force or no al-Qaeda had hit New York City. Uh, Tarek, let's yeah. let's get to this uh, this shooting here. So what I'm try- what I'm distilling from what you're saying is that uh, you think that uh, it's perhaps uh, white liberals who are trying uh, not to sound racist uh, and in so doing are, are not pinpointing the cause. Is that what you're saying? I'm suggesting they are outright cowards and they don't want to admit it. They don't want to fight a war. They don't want to give up anything. They don't want to commit themselves. These, th- these are the folks who want everything free. Uh, tax breaks is more important to them rather than anything else. So it's a generation that borrows from China to bomb Iraq. Uh, I'm just giving that as an example. Uh, if you go right down, you'll find that, that uh, at the rally in Toronto, there was not a single sign against ISIS. There was uh, not any anger. Okay, so, um, and, and what about um, the gay community uh, down saying this is just homophobia? How do you see uh, the homophobia versus Islamic extremism equation, and, and are the two mutually exclusive? Homophobia is Islamic. The Sharia is explicit. Gays have to die. <laughs> Which person, which Islamic leader has come forward and said, oh, I think we're going to change our views about that. Nobody's even demanding they change their views. Gays simply have to die. That's what Sharia law is. That is what Islamic clerics demand 
that they be allowed to. We fought that fight in Ontario in 2005 and in Quebec, if you recall. This is it. Uh, there actually, uh, homosexuality is punishable by death in 10 countries, and, and nine of those countries are dominated by Islamists. Yes, if you take Uganda out, <laughs> I mean, uh, even where there is no death penalty, a gay person dies without ever telling anyone else that he's gay. The Muslim countries don't have a problem with lesbians. Uh, uh, seriously, I'm not joking. It's men with men that they abhor, and they believe that that is the ultimate uh, degradation of society, that it is gays who are responsible for God-punishing people. But what about the fact some some in the LGBT uh, community would argue that all religions uh, are anti-gay, and, you know, frankly, they have a point. Well, it's a, we live in a post-religious society, otherwise, otherwise we wouldn't have Western parliamentary democracy. We've given up religion. The Pope's been sent back, in, back to Vatican City, and the Anglican Church can only uh, uh, be ceremonial. I mean, we've got United Church uh, heads in, in the GTA who are atheists. Yeah, that's true. That's a whole other discussion. No, but, but it's, it, 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 let's be honest with it. The, uh, the, the Jewish community is segmented in many different parts, all legitimate, and a vast majority of them have embraced uh, gays and lesbians. Therefore, you have a gay pride parade in uh, Jerusalem. And I, uh, I've been there, participated. I've seen Jewish groups protesting that. But... By and large, uh, whether you're Christian or you're Jewish uh, or you're even Hindu, because in India uh, a pride parade takes place, uh, people have generally embraced uh, homosexuality. Transgender rights in India today are probably more um, uh, entrenched than they are in the West. I was at a literary festival that was chaired by a transgendered person, and despite my own embracing of LGBT rights, I'll confess I found it very odd, you know, because in, 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 in Indian Pakistani culture, the horrific treatment of transgendered people is unfathomable. Just, I'll give you an example of last month. A transgendered rights activist got shot six times and was taken to a hospital where the doctors refused to treat her. These are Western-educated doctors. The nurses didn't want to treat her. The, uh, when she was taken to the male ward, the, uh, uh, the family members with the male patients chased the staff out. She was left to die untreated. This is 2016 in the city of Peshawar. So if anybody comes and tells you that this is not homophobia, uh, th that's a lie. But this homophobia is embedded in Islam, in Sharia, and in, uh, most definitely uh, Islamism or radical Islam. 
anyone who suggests that these two are different. Or, no, they're integrated. And they're integrated because every mosque in North America tells its adherents that gays and uh, uh, I don't say uh, lesbians, but particularly tra- uh, gays are sick people and transgendered people are, have been punished by God for sins committed by their parents. Tarek, let's take a call. Hold on just a sec. We've got Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. Hello? Ed, are you there? Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, so-so. I have a little bit of uh, theory. Okay, Uh, go on. uh, We've started out, uh, I think we've alienated the so-called normal family. Uh, We started out with a gay day uh, to celebrate. Then it went to gay week. I'm just using Toronto as a a reference, but so uh, the other parts of North America are probably similar. And now we've gone to a gay month. I don't see anybody celebrating anything with to do with the family except for they have a family day in the middle of February. So I think you're you're starting to highlight gay, gay, gay. This is going well, because to because we start killed to, them. Yeah, I mean, you're saying this this was a reason that they were killed because I'm they have too many holidays. On, when they keep on amplifying and expanding and expanding and expanding. <clears throat> This is going to trigger resentment. Why? Why? Yes. Well, just think about it. Do, does anybody celebrate the family for a month? Every or day? Or even a week? You think gays are not families? Uh, well, to me, uh, why would uh, uh, a gay couple have to go to get a male sperm uh, donor, for example? If you that's a normal family, Ed, Edward, Ed, just I think we're getting I think I think we're getting a little bit off topic here. No, no, I'm just you, you want to know what may trigger this. So you think what it was homophobia? Is that is that? Uh, no, I'm not saying it's homophobia. I'm saying they are eventually eroding the rights of a normal family. How? How? Uh, how? You you figure out how because no, 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 you uh, figure they, out. They, they I have, have a family found week. It. I'm a straight. Yeah, 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 but do you have a family week? Do you want a family week? I'm saying that even a normal, whether you're Islamic or whatever, this is starting to take away from the family unit that we know as normal. I don't understand how. We don't celebrate a family week. We don't celebrate a family month. Who stops you, sir? From celebrating a family. Well, do you see them? Did, did anybody declare a family week? Have uh, you, did, have what you do you need it for? The family week they don't get there? time off work. That, that <laughs> they don't get uh, time off work uh, to celebrate the family either. You or get it. We d- actually, we do get. We get that day in February. We yeah, get time every, off with pay. Everybody. Everybody, regardless of what, gender, just like Christmas is. Well, uh, <laughs> but the bottom line is you don't see them... Uh, anybody in, in government or anybody that's not looking for a vote, I'm just trying to tell you what I think. If you don't want to hear it, don't listen. Okay. I'm well, I you think... that you build up resentment when you start uh, privileging a certain group. Okay, Ed, thanks for your call. And if you want to stick your head in the mud, well, then go ahead and do it. Okay, Ed, thanks for your call. 
Okay, so th- that's what the the gunman's father said that that yeah. this guy was set off by watching two men kiss in public, and Ed is saying the same thing that seeing homosexuality, seeing gay gay culture celebrated, is what set people off and made them kill. Um, I I find that somewhat extreme, even if people do resent it. It's hard to imagine. So, Tarek, what do you think we have to recognize? If we don't recognize uh, Islamism as a direct ideological threat to human civilization, if we don't see Sharia law as a death cult that celebrates life only after one dies, then uh, we are, as the man said, uh, putting our heads in the ground. I, however, feel that it is not uh, ignorance, it's cowardice. And uh, a fondness for doing nothing for and getting everything that, uh, you know, what's the name of the author who said America alone, the um, Canadian writer, he said, it's over. Nobody, imagine the United States Army is filled with people uh, who are illegal uh, immigrants who want to uh, serve for two years or on a tour of duty to get American citizenship. Who, who wants to die and then become a citizen? So there is no motivation for anyone to sacrifice anything to give back to society. Uh, uh, we become a very selfish people. And we are facing an enemy who wishes to die. Okay, Tarek, hold that thought. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, Before we go, um, producer Dave Woodard just sent me a note uh, in response to Ed's query. And National Family Week is the week before Thanksgiving. So that's early October. While the weather is still nice, everybody out there, that's National Family Week. I'm going to give the numbers uh, before we go. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-744-740. We're talking about that horrific shooting in Orlando. And uh, what is the importance of pinpointing the motivation? And why are some people trying to downplay some of the motives. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the motivation for that horrific shooting at Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, Was it Islamic extremism? Was it homophobia? Was it all of the above? And uh, why are some people trying to downplay uh, the aspect of Islamist extremism? I'm on the line with Tariq Fatah, who is an activist and a broadcaster and the founder of the Muslim Canadian Congress. And we're going right to the phones. We've got Nima in Toronto. Hi, Nima. Hi, Libby. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Fine. Hi, Tarek. I've been listening to your uh, program for about 10 minutes now. I just called to say thank you so much. No one said what you said. Uh, the way you put it, uh, as beautiful as you did, I just uh, called to thank you. And oh, thank you I'm very much. Man, You're I have welcome. family, and then honestly, if I was close to you, I would kiss your lips <laughs> for saying all those things. 
Oh, thank you. And, thank and you. you're very kind. Why? why uh, can you give us an explanation about why are you uh, are you a member of the LGBT community? I am not. I'm a straight man. I have family, and I'm not gay or lesbian. But you know what? As uh, we have right, anybody has right to believe and to be gay or lesbian. But the way Mr. Tarek put it, and uh, I never heard someone else talk about it because of probably political correction, and they're afraid of to say anything against. They might, uh, you know, offend some religion or something. I don't know what it is, but. The way he's putting it openly and expressing his opinion and uh, about different religion and their view toward gay and lesbians or other community, uh, I liked it. And may I ask where you're from? Uh, my background, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm Persian. Yeah. And uh, w- when you came from Iran, uh, I mean, there are examples of the Iranian government being very homophobic. You know what? The funny part is Iran is, you know, number one in the world who has a transgender surgery. Everybody in the Middle East, they go to Iran to do the transgender, mm-hmm. transgender surgery in Iran. But unfortunately, I don't know what the reason is behind uh, the government doesn't accept it. Yeah, gay and lesbian exist in Iran, but they're in hidden society. They can express themselves and... Uh, uh, and, know, and Libby, may I, uh, if I may interrupt, sure. uh, yeah. uh, Persian literature, Farsi literature and poetry is rich with reference to uh, uh, gays and, uh, yeah, and Hafiz and others have uh, never looked down. The, uh, the Iranian culture um, uh, uh, has never seen despite the fact that uh, it's been the same almost over 1,200 years of Islamic rule over there, it's very different from uh, the, the mistreatment of gays, say, of hate of gays in the Arab world or in, in South Asia. So uh, it's quite alarming the way gays are punished nowadays by the Ayatollahs. They hang them from cranes. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, leave them uh, to die for people to watch the spectacle, and it comes from the, uh, the people say interpretation. No, there's no interpretation. It's simply clear. It's uh, the way they want to read it. Yes, you know, yeah. Mr. Chai, uh, there is a big difference between culture and a religion who occupied a culture. Yes. So what is coming out of that country or countries like Iran? is not really what's coming from their culture, which goes long before Islam comes around. So what you see after the fact is contaminating the area is totally different than their cultural belief. It's okay. Nima, thank you very much uh, for your call. I want to move on here because we have uh, callers waiting. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Edgar in Toronto. Hello, Edgar. Yeah, hello. Hello. Yeah, I, I want to say, to say this, that uh, <clears throat> people blame Sharia for the killing of gays, but if you go back to King James' version of Leviticus, there's Moses telling his people that they should kill gays too. Yeah, but nobody's following that. No, nope. uh, Yeah, that it does, doesn't happen. That, but they they try to point out that only Sharia law says that. Yeah, but because this is all Sharia in the, law in the, in the Christian Bible. No, no, but they said no Christian is saying we want to live by Christian law. 
They kicked out the Pope a long time ago. It is uh, educated, Western-born men like Mateen and many who live in the city who I saw uh, in Toronto, India, homophobic people who hate gays were being embraced by gays. That's because no one from Germany to Slovenia to Finland or Britain or the United States or Canada, perhaps that interpretation of the Bible may be the reason why gays are the most persecuted people in Uganda. But for heaven's sake, can't you see that wherever there is a Muslim majority, there's either dictatorship, there's hatred of Jews, killing of Hindus, burning alive of women, and yet we can't say that? I mean, what's wrong? Yesterday I got a death threat saying, you don't speak of uh, Islam, or we will, uh, we will do something to you that you will see. That's terrible, Tarek. Yeah, I can't even complain that to the police. Because they send Muslim officers to your home. Well, <laughs> Edgar, I think you have a point that other religions uh, are not, uh, certainly not friendly to homosexuality. Um, I guess the, the point that Tarek is trying to make is that the countries where they're actually being killed are mostly, not all, mostly Muslim. And uh, you're absolutely right that uh, other religions are not exactly gay-friendly. No. Okay. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, we've got Suzanne in Oakville. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Libby. I'm so glad that you have Tariq on the line. Uh, Everything he has said is all comprehensive, beautifully done. My, uh, My little comment here would be for people to realize that the LGBT are human beings. They are not of that extraction by choice. They were born this way. Of course. They have been persecuted for for decades and decades and decades. Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. There you go, Tariq, which is very true. And uh, let live and let live. Live and let live. And uh, I would I would go further, ma'am. Okay. I say that any people persecuted need to be compensated in our hearts, whether it is. African-American who are descendants of slaves, like Muhammad Ali, whose grandfather was a slave. Yes. It, it is the responsibility yes. of those of us who are sons and daughters of those who victimize to yes. at least the society as a whole open up and, and embrace. We, and and uh, without that, we are no one. Exactly. We can't be selfish. Exactly. And uh, uh, your message has gone out, Tariq, and I'm so glad for it. I don't. I want to leave some space for other callers. Okay. Yes, we have quite a lineup. So, oh, Libby, well, Su- thank you for taking my call. Okay, you are you are very welcome, Suzanne. Thanks. We're going to go to uh, Sunny in Richmond Hill. Hello, Sunny. Hi, Libby. I, I just find this graphic. Sorry, it's, no. uh, just a minute. I'm finding it very hard to uh, hear you. <laughs> Where are you? Are you in the car or something on a speakerphone? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm on a speakerphone. Okay, well, well, okay, it seems okay now. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Tariq Fatah has done this as a, 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 a lifetime ambition to malign Muslims. He, he does not speak for the Muslim community, firstly. 
He had his own version of interpreting Islam. Like the previous caller just said, we, you cannot speak about this issue in isolation as to what Muslims are doing. I can tell you with categoric fact, if you look at this five years ago, in uh, this part of the world... Sonny, Sonny, yes. uh, I'm going to ask uh, Tarek to uh, respond to what you've said so far because you're, you're too broken up. We can't really I, hear you. I, I would uh, suggest, Sonny, to take a deep breath uh, it is good for you. Anger uh, really uh, mars the logic of whatever you wanted to say. Uh, uh, you sound uh, South African, and you know very well, as I do, uh, what is the position of gays and lesbians among South Africa's uh, uh, Muslim community. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, had it not been for the ANC and its uh, brave leadership, uh, the pre-Nelson uh, uh, Mandela days uh, were seeing an attitude celebrated by um, pro-apartheid Muslim community leaders who had their own assembly, who were given Sharia law and allowed to hate gays. And some of us are quite aware of what is going on in the world. Are we not stupid? And any time you suggest that the Old Testament or the New Testament or anti-gay, I don't, I don't, I, I, I agree with that. I think the Quran is less uh, homophobic than the Old Testament. But what does it say about human beings? Are we not responsible? Uh, those of us who have inherited this beautiful world, uh, we didn't create all these schools, these colleges, these roads. Everything was done by our forefathers for us. And here we are not taking responsibility for an attack on Western civilization by a man who hates America, despite the fact he was born in America. And we're trying to find out how uh, his killing of 50 uh, 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 men and women uh, has got to do anything with gun control. Do you think in the year 680, when 72 members of Prophet Muhammad's family were slaughtered, there was a machine gun available? This was before guns were invented. Okay, Tarek, um, we are running out of time, so okay, uh, let's sorry. try. Let's try to take. Uh, we've got Margaret on the line in Toronto. Hi, Margaret. Yes. Good. Mo- good afternoon, Libby, and I thank you very much for letting me in. Um, I'd like to say hello to uh, Tariq Fatah. I've uh, listened and watched him many, many times when he was on TV on the Sun News. And I would like to, I wonder where he and Michael Corrin and uh, oh, the, Margaret, Levant, where are they? M- Margaret, he's, he's here right now. Uh, I'm going to move on because uh, this is uh, not a social thing. So we want, we're, we're addressing the topic. So uh, thanks for your call, Margaret. And uh, we're going to go on to Pat in Coburg. Hello, Pat. Very quickly, please. Yes, very quickly. I'd like to come at this uh, question from a different perspective. Um, I think we have, as a world, created, especially in North America, created a very violent society. And things like what happened in Orlando just recently is a result of young people being raised in a violent society. And what I think contributes to that is from the time they were old enough to comprehend anything, the movies, the TV, 
the video games is all, and think about it, it's all about war and killing and revenge and getting it back. And so May, they, may I respond uh, uh, just a minute, ma'am? Yes. Uh, there was more violence and killing before television and radio were invented. That's right. But we had pyramids. Kids were we not had given pyramids a steady diet of of it. They didn't see it every yeah, day yeah, of but their the lives. Is, violence is down. Oh, we on. had pyramids of human skulls that were road markers by Tamerlane set in the 12th and 13th centuries. Yes, it so, happened. But, uh, but it's it, wasn't, just, uh, it wasn't broadcast worldwide. Yeah, why was it happening in, then in if it was instant, not broadcast? The way it is now. Well, it certainly wasn't done uh, the way it is now. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Tarek, your point about gun control is very well taken. Uh, I think it's crazy that a lot of Americans don't connect this with the easy availability of guns, guns that are almost like assault rifles. And uh, I think this type of mass shooting is a very American kind of crime, even though the motivations for it clearly are not that. But what about if he had just thrown a couple of hand grenades? Well, that's... that's, Or if he had taken anthrax and done it. Well, that... The issue is not guns. Well, it's part of the issue. The issue is It's a very minor part of the issue. Half a million people have died in... Uh, in uh, in Syria, yes. It is, you mean gun control laws would have uh, stopped that? You no, totally in Pakistan, everyone has a gun. You've totally missed my point. My point is, we are raising a society for whom violence is the answer to their no, problem. I'm sorry. And I've I got recently, daughters. Let me finish. You let, let, her, say, let her finish her thought, and then we are going to have to move on. So, Pat, please go ahead. Um, I saw an interview not too long ago. No, with very quick thought, Pat. Just with, a, wrap. with a prisoner who, when he was a teenager, killed his parents, and he was very remorseful. He said, I thought they would get back up. He had been raised on video games where you shoot the person, then they get back up to live again. He shot his parents and was very shocked that they did not get up again. Okay, Pat, thank you very much for uh, your call. Um, And uh, I guess that's the case with some people, but I think most people know that when you shoot people with bullets, they won't get up. Tarek, we have to uh, take a break and move on. Uh, In 30 seconds, what would you like to leave us with? If we do not fight the cult of death proposed by Sharia law and Islamism, we will leave this country and our civilization in the hands of those who wish to destroy us. Okay, I think that's a a very concise way of putting your view. Tariq Fatah, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.